0: Welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style. I'm Pat Wesolowski, and I'll be the host for this show, which will air weekly on Wednesdays from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. The podcast will also be archived so you can hear them later as well. I'm a mother of nine and soon-to-be grandmother of nine who began homeschooling more than 28 years ago. When I began this adventure, I only had three children, and the oldest was five years old. Fortunately, I had a mentor who strongly urged me not to bring the school into my home, but to make everyday life a learning experience. Adding a baby every two years to our family increased my desire to find an educational experience that would be low-stress, enjoyable, and keep our family together. When a friend introduced me early on to co-oping unit study style, thanks, Edris, it changed my life. My philosophy of education includes raising children who know how to ask the right questions question the wrong answers, and be willing and able to discuss important subjects in depth. I care more that my children are curious and able to find information than I care about their ability to memorize and regurgitate certain facts. Being ready to give an answer is vital. One subject often neglected until college is public speaking. This is ludicrous because if there's one thing most of us do every single day, it's talking. When you organize a co-op that includes a safe and friendly environment and begin requiring the students to give presentations at a young age, they rarely develop a fear of speaking in public. Being intentional with group discussions at a co-op teaches students how to have conversations, be persuasive, resolve conflict, and get along with others. These are skills that are hard to teach at home with individual students, but are easy to tackle in a co-op setting. Although I have participated in classical co-ops as well as co-ops that are set up classroom style, I'm an ardent fan of unit study co-ops that emphasize honing our children's critical thinking and public speaking skills. Because I had children of all ages, I loved being part of a co-op that kept us together as a family. I also enjoyed the co-ops that were directed towards a particular age group and gender, oftentimes participating in more than one co-op at a time. For years, I've worked with worldview programs, and my involvement with these programs have added to my desire to incorporate some of the lessons learned, as well as the methods used, into the co-ops I organize. Now that my youngest children are teens, the co-ops I organize include higher-level subjects, and since my oldest grandchildren are now old enough to enjoy co-ops, I continue to organize co-ops for younger children as well. The beauty of co-oping rests in the fact that you can customize your co-op to your family's educational philosophy while choosing the subjects you want included. The theme of a co-op can be limited to one one subject, such as a civil war, or to a subject as broad as world history. The duration of a co-op can be as short as a few weeks to as long as a year or more. You can choose to meet in homes, churches, public buildings, or even at a park. As few as two to three families to as many as ten families or more can participate. Most of my co-ops met on a weekly basis, some for just a few hours, while others lasted six hours. My preference is to end fall co-ops before Thanksgiving and to end spring co-ops before May. There are no hard and fast rules. The sky's the limit. So join us each week as we share the ins and outs of successful co-oping. We'll be interviewing guests on the show as well. We'll see you then.